0: On, on Sunday, I have a, a message that I'm, that I'm working on. I really think he'll bless you. And I'm going to title it, uh, Putting Satan in His Place. Amen. And um, I think uh, you'll find something that's in the scriptures that you probably haven't seen before. But uh, it, it, will, it will really help you feel good about our God and where we are with him as Christians. Amen. But tonight we're talking about angels and uh, sharing with us the word of God, what God says about angels uh, concerning us. Father, we thank you tonight. Minister to our hearts through your word. In Jesus' name, amen. The key to uh, a successful Christian life is knowledge. The greatest enemy that the Christian has is ignorance. Your greatest trouble is not the devil. Your real trouble is ignorance. Because the Bible says, you shall know the truth and the truth will make you free. So knowing the truth is what sets you free. We need to know that the the Holy Spirit was given to us to help us to know the things that have been freely given to us and one of the things that god has freely given to us is the ministry of angels they are there for us they are constantly at work and you know i'm going to share a scripture here tonight the scripture actually said god said i'm going to send an angel to go before you be careful what you say in his presence be careful what you say in the angel's presence So in the the plan of redemption, the angels are actively involved. They have been from the beginning. Before Jesus was born, you know how involved the angels were. Going back and forth, giving messages, going back, appearing to Joseph several times in his dreams. Angels, not God speaking, but the Holy Spirit was there. But God uses angels, and they are still at work in our lives today. Every one of you sitting right here before me, you have angels. And they are active. If they are not active, that's because you don't have knowledge or As a result of, let me put it this way, because you don't have knowledge, you have allowed certain fears to come into your life, and they are not able to help you. But once you gain knowledge, fear goes out. Because fear has what? Torment. So, uh, this is the whole thing. So, there are seven things that I said angels do. There could be more, but these are the things I could, you know, bring out from what I see in the scriptures. First, they carry out the word of God. They carry out God's word. Now, they carry out God's command. We are told to obey and do God's command. Well, angels don't need redemption. We need redemption. We can be saved. But they carry carry out God's word. What it means is if God says a thing and you believe it, they carry it out. They are there to carry out God's command. They follow through and they walk with you. We've already shared the fact that angels can actually strengthen a human being, give you strength. How they do it, I don't know. But you need to understand that angels are like demons in the sense that they were created in the same way before the demons fell fell. Now, angels have, this they retain the powers that demons had before they fell. And if demons can actually influence a man's life and turn your family upside down and, have, you know, do things to your vehicles and all of that kind of stuff, which we know the devil does, angels can turn those things around they work for us they have been sent here the bible says all of them have been sent here to minister to us who are heirs of salvation they are doing god's command here to minister to us carry out his word but you have to believe his word you have to act on his word and then they carry it out by the power of god amen So they carry out gods. word. the second thing is, they provide you with what you need for victory. Whatever you need. If God has given you an assignment, and we saw that in Daniel, the angels came and gave Daniel, it was angel Gabriel. He said, I've come from heaven to give you the skill to understand. So Daniel's skill to understand came from a message and an angel making him have the skill to understand, and then we also talk. The thirteen angels will provide an evil-free path for your life. God sent His angels down to do that. He says, "No evil." Some ninety-one. No evil can, shall come near you, for the God has given His angels charge over you. In other words, the angels are there. To make sure that the paths that you choose in life, they are of God and no evil has a right to step in there. I said you are like a touch touchnut. <laughs> you can't touch this person. You know the word? Can't touch this, right? <laughs> can't touch this, not kid. Oh you guys have been listening to this crazy song, man. <laughs> Can't touch this, right? Yeah, you can't. The devil knows. Can't touch this. So, huh? can't touch that penis right there. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So God has He's provided that for us, and then they are also at they fight for us. Amen. When God has to do a battle, I used to think, why is God fighting with a creature? Hey, you wonder about that. God will bring himself down and be fighting with an angel. We're telling God to fight with an angel. God never does anything like that. He's too high for that kind of thing. He's too high for that. In heaven, when Satan rebelled, God was sitting in his throne, right? He didn't do anything. He just sat there, and Michael said, Hey, you can't do that. And the angels fought. Why God was still on his throne, God could have have just finished him off completely, but he didn't do it. He allowed the angels to do the battle. Now, God is really having fun. You know why? I'm sure that God enjoyed, you know, seeing Michael whip the devil, right? He sat there and watched the fight, right? But today, God is even having greater fun. He's having fallen human beings to whip the devil, right? That's what he's doing. He gives you the strength and the power, the ability to do that. But angels are always there. They fight for us. They are at war for us. The fifth thing, that's what I'm going to focus on tonight, is angels provide a permanent hedge Of protection over your life they're always there then it never goes away they're always there remember you need to understand this you don't have one angel looking over you jesus said don't offend these little ones that believe in me because in heaven not their angel but their angels are looking to the face of the father so you have angels around you. You know, if you read in Job, Job was a faithful man to God. Job was not even aware that there was a hedge over his life. But he was a righteous man before God, meaning he feared God. And you are righteous before God. I say this prayer to the Lord all the time, and, and, and I, I do do that. While I'm praying, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. You know the scriptures, Isaiah 54, verse 17. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Every tongue that rises up against me in judgment, thou, God said, you shall condemn. That means I shall condemn it. He says, this is the heritage. In other words, this is the inheritance of the saints. And their righteousness is of me. I gave them the righteousness, and along with the righteousness, I gave them this inheritance that every tongue that rises up against them, you use your mouth and put it down, and God says, Amen, in heaven. And it can never touch you. I don't have to be afraid of witches and all of those type of things. If the devil, people say, the devil has been after my family. The devil don't know how to be after my family doesn't know how to do that. Because God is on my side. And if God be for you, who can be against you? Why don't we think about those scriptures and feel good about life because God has brought good, good things into our lives. He's given us everything that pertains to life and godliness. We can't be hurt. Again, can't touch this. <laughs> Amen. don't know how to do that talk to my son Omar he show you how to dance <laughs> but look at what what happened here in Job chapter 1 verse 9 and 10 and in, I really take you especially if you have children take it to heart amen he says in verse 9 so Satan answered the Lord and said Does Job fear God for nothing? How many of you fear God? Do you fear God? If you you don't fear God, you won't be here tonight. But sometimes we think that God did that for Job alone. No, for everyone who fears him. God is not a partial God. If you fear God, especially if you have taken Jesus into your life, you have more than what Job had. You do, because you live in the New Testament. You even have more than what Job had in his day. But look at what it says. Does Job fear God for nothing? Have you not made a hedge around him? The devil is saying, I can't touch that guy. You made a hedge around him and around his household. Your children, everywhere they go, they have a hedge of God around them. That's what Job uh, said Satan was saying. I can I can Job doesn't see the edge, but I can see them. You've surrounded them. They're hazed in. I can't touch them. And that's why they fear you. Not only Job but his household. And around all that he has on every side. Everything you own, your car. Look at how much God loves us everything you own he has an age around it when your car is sitting out there in the parking lot that belongs to god's child god's servant there are angels around your car to protect it but we fear and that's what job did he had a lot of fear and he would saying, you know he says the things that i feared the most He took the edge off. That's what most believers believe, that because of Job's fear, the edge was taken away and Satan had access. When you don't know the world, you fear. If Job had known that there was an edge around him, he wouldn't have been afraid of anything. And he wouldn't have expected anything to happen to the edge. They were there every single day. Around Job's life, his children, and all his property. My house can get burnt down amen and sometimes we start thinking well this is he's just talking well be it unto you according to your faith and if you can see it you really don't believe it because we said it (laughs) that's the principle of faith you believe it in the heart It comes out of your mouth. When you believe it, you can say it with confidence. And that's the key word. Say it with confidence. And when you say it with confidence, God says, Amen, angels are assigned. Can never happen. That's the truth about this whole thing, what God has made us. So we have nothing to fear. We have no reason to be afraid of the future. Because God is able to take care of us. He said, that's what God, you, you've blessed him. You've blessed the work of his hands and his possessions have increased in the land. That's what God wants for everyone who fears him. And Satan says, I can't touch anything that he's got. And he was saying, "Take, take the edge off. And I can do it. And that's what happened. God, I believe God allowed us to see that, that once the edge is taken, you get poor. Once the edge is taken off, you can be up there, you're coming down. Satan's going to get you down. But if you allow the edge to be there, God will multiply what you got until you are way up there. Amen. So you don't have any reason to be afraid. The only thing to fear is if you start moving away from God. Sometimes people have things and things take over their lives. God doesn't care what you have. He doesn't want those things to have you. If they begin to have you, then you're worshiping, you have an altar in your home, in your life, and then Satan knows he can sit on that altar. And things will begin to go the other way, go south. So we have to understand that. Let me share this scripture with you. In Psalm 34 verse 7, The angel of the Lord encamps all around those, what? Who fear him and delivers them. They have made their camp around you, all around you. That's the truth. Everywhere you go, whether you are born again, you were born again today, in the morning, or yesterday, it doesn't matter. Once you become a child of God, angels are assigned to you, and they'll take care of you. And many of us remember the story of Elijah, or as you say, Elisha how uh, his servant, I believe it was the king of Syria, they were trying to uh, get to the king of Israel, and uh, they will make a plan, we're going to go this way, we'll ambush them, (laughs) and the king of Israel, Elisha will go to the king and say, they are over there, go this other way. And the king got really frustrated and said, who is for the king of Israel among us? And one guy said, no one my lord, is this Elisha, that prophet? The words you speak in your bedroom, he, your bedroom, he hears them. <laughs> he exaggerated. I mean, Elisha was just a man, but they feared him. He's heard a lot. He studied about this uh, uh, f- uh, fellow. He says he can hear those words. So, the king decided, I'm going to get this Elisha and take away this problem. So they went an army against the prophet. <laughs> and they surrounded his home. And if you read in second Kings chapter six, verse fifteen, it says, And when the servant of the man of God arose early and went out, there was an army surrounding the city with horses and chariots, just to take one man out. And his servant said to him, Alas, my master, what shall we do? We're surrounded. What are we going to do? So he answered, that's Elisha answered, do not fear. For those who are with us are more than those who are with them. The next verse says, and Elisha prayed. But I, I believe there was a lot of time that went on. The guy said, huh? Those that are with us, <laughs> one, two. What do you mean those that are with us? We are, he's looking, probably turned away from Elijah and was looking around to find those who were with us and ran back and forth and he says, see, you were not. what are you talking about? And so he said, Elijah prayed, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. You see, many of us need to be able to see. The fact that we cannot see into the spirit realm through the word of God, that's why we're hurting unnecessarily. God needs to open our eyes so we can see the things that have been freely given to us so we lose our fear. That's why the Bible says God has not given us the spirit of bondage again to fear. I I stuck, I got stuck on that word bondage. God has not given us the spirit of bondage again to fear. Because when you are afraid of anything, guess what you got also? Bondage. You are bound. So your spirit now notice when the bible says god has not given us the spirit now go and check that word is it capital i believe it's letter. you're born against spirit huh you're born against spirit didn't come he doesn't know that fear is foreign to it that's what he's saying fear let's let's look at this uh. uh, It's in Romans chapter 8. I really need to know. I'm just talking, but I need to be sure that that that's the way it is. Romans chapter 8, I believe it's verse uh, 15. You got it? I'm slow with that. Okay. Uh, It says, For you did not receive the spirit of bondage. Did that say... Please, just allow me, okay? I need to make this point clear. Is that capital S? No. Guess what? Your recreated spirit. That spirit, fear is foreign to it. When God gave you the birth, your new born-again spirit should never know fear. Do you understand what I'm saying? Let me take you to another scripture, okay? Please, proud me tonight i need to go here i'm feeling led turn to ezekiel chapter 36 verse 26 chapter 36 you're there already huh and i'm slow Getting there look at what it says Then I will give you a new heart and what? A new spirit. Is that capital S? No, that's not the spirit of God. A new spirit. A new heart. Heart, spirit, the same thing. A new spirit. That's a new you. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. That's your new creation. Your new spirit doesn't no fear and if fear is still a part of your life guess what you got bondage and second timothy one verse seven also tells us that you did not receive the spirit of fear but of power of love and of a sound mind meaning i can reason it through and come to the right conclusion i don't need to be afraid we can't be anxious. And Jesus said, don't go there either. Amen? Because there's nothing to be afraid of. God, if there is a God, he will take care of you. Let's settle that in our heart. If you take, settle that in your heart, no matter what's going on, God will take care of you. There is a God. There is a God. He will take care of you. If you will trust him and live for him and, and abandon yourself, God, I'm in your hands. Do what you can. He'll take care of the rest. A kid Green said that. He'll take care of the rest. But you got to do what you can. He'll take care of the rest. And you got nothing to worry. All you have to do is believe. That's real liberal. To trust him. Because the fight there is a fight of faith. Satan bringing things into your life to make you doubt that God will take care of you. That God is on your side. And if he can convince you, then fear comes in and he's got you. That's how Job opened up himself. And the enemy came into his life. So God has a protection round about you constantly. He'll deliver you from trouble. The Bible tells us, I believe in Job, that the life of a man born by a woman is full of trouble. And in Psalms, it says, give us help from trouble. The help of man is useless. Give us help from trouble. We need help from trouble. A man cannot help us. But God is the one that can help us from trouble. And he can deliver in difficult times. When you really trust God, the angels of God are present. Especially in times of difficulty. If you can stay calm because you belong belong to God. While you're there, the angels are present. They may reveal themselves, they may not. You all know the story about Peter. Peter. After they killed uh, James, the brother of John, the son of Zebedee, Herod, was, Herod found out that the Jews were very pleased by that. And so he stretched his hand and got Peter and put him in prison. Peter went to sleep, to careless, This was the same Peter who was afraid. He knew James had been killed but the disciples the, the, the disciples did something different prayer is a very powerful tool amen when james was taken they didn't real, they didn't think he was going to be killed you know that they didn't think anything was going to happen maybe they'll put him in prison they done that before and they released them you know the angel released them but now james was in there and they left and james was killed then they took peter they went to pray they were crying out to God for Peter. Peter himself could care less. They had two guards, one on this side, one on the other side. He was chained, and the door they had guards everywhere. But God's angel was with him. At night it says in verse 7, Acts twelve, seven. It says, now behold, an angel of the Lord stood by him. When he got there, don't know. He just stood by him and a light shone in the prison. And he struck Peter on the side and raised him up saying, arise quickly. And his chains fell off his hands. The angel was there. Did God go in there to release Peter? No. He sent an angel. Amen? He sent an angel. When you are in trouble, God sends his angel. And no one can stand in their way. You remember after those angels came and they rolled off the, the stone from the grave and sat on the stone and the soldiers, <laughs> they fainted. <laughs> they couldn't handle their presence. These are powerful beings. But God sent all of them, according to Hebrews, to minister to us and to take care of us because we are special to him. If you don't realize how special you are, think about what God says in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 18. What is the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? You are his inheritance. And God says, can't touch that that's mine amen Amen. he surrounds you with his angel you have to understand something and i think i meditate on this jesus lives in you right wherever the king is guess who's going to be around the angels will be around so everywhere you go you carry jesus with you i carry him wherever i go where you do the same and the angels can not stay away from the king amen they're there ministering to you and to the king who lives in your heart amen Amen. that's the truth of the word of god that's just the truth if we will believe this we can fully understand there is no enchantment against jacob nobody can curse you nobody can do anything to you It's not allowed. But you need to understand also, back then, the disciples knew. All the disciples in the time of Peter, they knew that every believer has his angel. They knew that. You know how I know? Let's read, okay? You know, Peter was released and went and was knocking on the door, right? Right? And uh the girl for excitement Ron, she couldn't she wouldn't open the door. She was so excited, she was telling them, Hey, Peter is at why don't you just open the door? Their prayer I has been answered. These unbelieving believers they didn't believe Peter was there. They were believers, but they were unbelieving. Okay. <laughs> but she kept insisting. So in verse 15 it says, But they said to her, you are beside yourself. In other words, you're crazy. He can't be Peter. Yet she kept insisting that it was so. They were fighting while Peter was out still knocking. Let me in. So they said, he's his angel. Okay. They agreed, Somebody knocking, he's got to be Peter's angel. They knew in that time that everyone had his angel or angel. They knew that. The believers knew that. You should know that as well. Amen? And his angel delivered him. That was Peter's angel that delivered him. They came out, the angel disappeared, went back to the spirit realm, so no one can see him. Peter couldn't. But I'm sure he was still there. You remember, when difficult times come, there's an angel there with you. You may not see them. When you're going through difficult times and there's trouble ahead, there is an angel. And if he has a message, that's possibly when you'll see them and they may share with you. We have put these things so far from us. I'm not sure angels will appear to us, you know, the way they appear to these guys because some of us will crawl under our beds. (laughs) What is this? (laughs) Because we're not expecting anything like this. (laughs) God deliver us in Jesus' name. Amen. (laughs) We need to believe this. We are still in New Testament times, right? they can appear to us but don't come and show me an uh, angel feather amen <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know paul when he was in the boat they deliver us from trouble when there's something danger coming in Paul who is the last but they were sure they were seamen, they knew they were going to die. No doubt about this. We are going to die. So they were not eating, they were fasting. And Paul come, I'm sure he to them, what's wrong with this guy? Can't you see what's going on? We're gonna die. The guy was there eating his food and having fun. <laughs> that would have been a real sight. But look at what happened. In Acts 27, verse 22 through 24, he said, And now I urge you, Paul speaking to them, after he encouraged them, he said, I urge you to take heart, for there will be no loss of life, confidence, among you, but only of the ship. For there stood by me this night an angel of God to whom I belong and whom I serve saying do not be afraid paul you must be brought before caesar and indeed god has granted you all those who sail with you this one angel i'm sure he had been there all along and i don't think he gave the message and just left he's there he had an assignment amen to take care of paul and everybody in the boat sometimes we're thinking about physical things that we can see with our eyes the water, the boat, the stuff in the water. May God's angel, they'll take care of you. They know where to direct this things. When we are in trouble, they are already there. And uh, the angel needed to give Paul a message. But Paul was not desperate. Before the angel appeared, he was calm. Because he knew the God he believed. And he told them, the angel of the God that I serve... He had already spoken. Yeah. They were all looking to the rabbi for help. They were seamen. <laughs> help us, Amen. The seventh thing I want to share tonight is that uh, I can't finish everything, but the seventh thing is, um, God will secure your destiny through angel. In uh, Exodus chapter twenty-three verse 20 it says behold i sent he was talking to moses behold i send an angel before you to keep you in the way and to bring you into the place which i have prepared there is an angel that has been sent before you god has a destiny for your life there's a dream over your life he they go before you to bring you to the place it was this Particular passage, you need to go back and look at it where God says, be careful what you say because this angel is there. Be careful what you say. It says in verse 23, for my angel will go before you and bring you to the Amorites and the Hittites and the Perizzites and the Canaanites and the Hivites and the Jebusites and all the sites. Okay. (laughs) And I'll cut them off. Basically, these people occupy the land now. This angel will take you to them and will cut them off. Amen? So you can get into your, your, your destiny. What God has prepared for you. So these angels, these, these are shadows. What we are told here, the Bible says the things we see in the Old Testament, they are shadows of good things to come. So this is a shadow of what's happening right now in the spirit realm concerning your life. Your destiny, where God wants you to go, there are angels that have been sent ahead of you to bring you That There'll be difficulties, maybe battle, but they'll take care of them so you get into your destiny. Amen? And I'm going to quickly go to how to engage the ministry of angels. How to engage them. The first thing that you need to have I don't want to go back to this message again. The first thing you need to have is knowledge. You need to know. That's the key thing. You need to have knowledge. The Holy Spirit was given to us so we can have knowledge. And then the next thing that you have to have is confidence. Knowledge is what's going to bring you to the place of confidence. Confidence has something to do with what God does in your life. Once you lose your confidence, nothing can happen anymore. And that's what Satan wants to do to us. He allows, God will allow, because it's a test. God will always test you. If God gives you a promise, he's going to test you to see if you will lose your confidence. If you lose your confidence and you give up before time is over. That's why Jesus said, watch and Pray. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. You need to strengthen yourself so you don't lose your confidence. Because everything that's happening to you currently, in your current situation, they are designed by the enemy to make you lose confidence in God. And sometimes. The devil will use very close people, like with Job, you know, she said, cross God and die. You remember that? She gave up her confidence in God when things got bad. And the devil knows who to use sometimes to see if you will lose your confidence in God. It's not them, it's the enemy that's trying to get to you. The devil even tried to use Job's friends to make him lose confidence in his God. These were his friends. Miserable friends, but they were his friends. And they spent days trying to convince him God was not with him anymore. Can you understand? To make him lose confidence in his God. That's what happens. Once you lose your confidence, it's over. You have to retain your confidence. If you have confidence in God, then the angels will fight. You know, with the story of Abraham, Abraham wanted a wife for, uh, for his son, Isaac. Okay, Rebecca. And he called his, the chief of his servant, servants and said, I want you to go get me a wife, you know, from uh, where the place I came from. And the fellow said, well, what if the woman decide she's not going to come to this place? Should I take Isaac to, to, to your homeland? And he's that stared him. <laughs> Abraham was upset. He didn't want that at all. Many of us, after we've been saved, okay, it's no big deal to go back to the homeland when things get difficult. And that really upsets God. When Abraham left his place, he never looked back. He was mad. He says, don't you ever do that. Go there, get me a, a, a wife for my son. And this was what Abraham, he said, come here, put your hand on my tie. Let me. I swear to me, you wouldn't do that to my son. And he said to him in 20, uh, Genesis 24 verse 7, The Lord God of heaven who took me from my father's house and from the land of my family and who spoke to me and swore to me saying to your descendants, I give this land. He will what? Send who? His angel before you. He had confidence. Amen. You go get me at that wife. God is going to, the God I serve, he, he won't go. Who will he send? His angel. Abraham knew he will send his angel before you. And this angel is going to help you bring that wife. Don't you take my son. You can read that. But it's so important. You can read the whole thing. Uh, confidence is so important. He was confident in his God. You saw the way he spoke. My God will send his angel and will give you that woman. And you know the story how Rebecca came. That was an act of God. But I believe that angel was also part of that. Amen. Hebrews 10, verse 35 is so important. Therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward. Don't cast away your confidence. Because your confidence has great reward. You need that confidence. Daniel had confidence in his God. When Daniel was thrown into the lion's den, he was in arguing. They told him he was going to go into the lion's den. No big deal. Daniel said, God had sent his angel. To make the lion's pussycats in that den. I'm sure he was riding them and playing there for the whole night, you know. Having fun with lions all through the night. Because God sent his angel to do that. You can read that in Daniel chapter 6 verse 22. But the most important thing to engage the ministry of angels, knowing those things, confidence, you also need time to pray. Prayer is very important. Jesus said, don't you realize I could pray to my father and he'll give to me presently legions of angels. Prayer is very important. You can pray and God will send those angels to minister to you. If things are really difficult, then you got more angels at work for you. Amen. Stand up tonight. We need to have confidence in God. The key thing is, if you are a child of God, your children, I have children. And the children of the Ark Fellowship, I believe by faith, they are my children as well. And I pray for all of them. And uh, I want you to have that confidence with me, okay, that our children are protected. They won't die young. Amen. Everywhere they go, God's angels follow them. If you worry about them and all of that, you're on your own. I don't have any reason. You do what you have to do. Amen? And relax. We just read from the Word of God. The angels are over them everywhere they go. When they are in school, don't have to worry. These angels are there. They belong because you are the riches of the Father. You are His inheritance. And there is glory in that riches. He protects his riches. Amen. (laughs) You were delivered to him by his son as a gift. And his son used his blood to buy this gift to deliver to his father. Nobody wants to mess with God's gift that came from his son through his blood. That's how special you are. If there's anything contrary to that in your heart, That was sown there by the devil. No matter what your past has been. God is with you. And no one can be against you. Why don't you lift your hands up to him. And thank him for these angels that you have all around you. Maybe you're going through difficult times now. Just say to yourself. You are passing. Not staying. Not camping. You are passing through the valley the shadow of the valley of death. Your shadow. Shadow. But you're passing through. And God is at work in your life. Have that confidence in your God. Trust him to take care of you. It's an insult to think he will abandon you when things are tough. Turn to him. He is with you. You may not understand what's going on. But his angel is bringing you to your destiny. Slowly but Surely you will get there and when you find get to that place it's a land that's flowing with milk and honey father we thank you for your great love for us you made us special we didn't make ourselves special you made us because of the blood of your son you purchased us to yourself and we're so grateful that you chose us out of the world to be your children and you've made us kings and priests In this present age. Thank you for the angels that surround us. They are protecting us. They are holding us up. And they carry us. Thank you, Father. They are encamped around us. For protection. We give you praise, O God. In Jesus' name. And God's people said, amen. God bless you.